This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save the Queen! Hello and welcome back to Pod Save the Queen for our end of year review. Uh, we're recording this a little bit early. It is the 11th of December, but you're probably feeling very festive at the moment with um, maybe some mince pies or some mulled wine. I mean, we would definitely recommend uh, sitting down with something nice or maybe you just need to take a break from your family and hang out with us instead over the holiday season. But there is a lot to look back on over this year. So I have invited uh, my probably my most regular partner in crime this year, oh, Russell Myers, our royal editor. Nice. Hello. Hello. I've enjoyed working with you this it's year, It's been Russell. a pleasure. I shall just say that mine, at the top of the you. show. I shall say that at the top of the show. Um, Ian Vogler has sent in some little voice messages for us. I saw him today as well. Oh, which is a good thing. Yes. So he will be, we'll be dropping those in through to get the photographer's view on what has been going on this year. And um, we've also, I guess, whether this is to find out whether Russell's been naughty or nice this year, <laughs> we've, we've invited his boss back in, yeah. Alison Phillips, uh, What's the this editor Cole doing of the in this Daily Mirror. <laughs> Hello. Hello, Alison. Welcome very, back. very nice. <laughs> yes. As ever. Yeah. Yes. Um, so we wanted to get um, Alison in because you've heard me and Russell talking a lot this year about various different uh, things across the royal calendar and we thought it would be useful and interesting and refreshing to get a different perspective from someone who's in charge of the whole paper the whole yes. lot all the sport the politics well they've certainly filled quite a few pace, place, uh, pages this year it's been, yes. been a good old year for the royals Gosh, yeah. yes very busy oh thousands of words Russell has written hundreds of pictures and thousands of pictures Ian's taken but yes it's it's probably fair to say it has been a mixed year for the royal family. It started badly, was probably quite good in the middle, and then has ended pretty badly. So we had Prince Philip crashing his car back at the beginning, which seems like a lifetime ago. Yeah, it doesn't. It doesn't. It. Uh, it, it I know it's, it's been a year nearly, right? But it feels as though. I mean, an it was awful ex- lot has happened, yeah. but that's still pretty, you know, fresh in the memory because that's probably like the last real time we saw him out and about. Yeah, and so and that's still time, quite fresh. Everyone was very angry about that, yeah, that really, accident really angry. incident because, um, and and that was a huge story for us, wasn't it? And that we, the, and then the woman who had been injured in the accident came forward and spoke. And um, again, there was a sort of at that point this sense that the royal family weren't still quite operating like the rest of us do. Yeah, and it's that kind of that that distance and aloofness, and not being quite in tune with the public mood, which has struck with a vengeance at the end of the year, really, <laughs> well, with <laughs> Prince Andrew's absolutely. absolute, you know, cataclysmic appearance on Newsnight. Yeah, I mean, Prince Andrew's done more damage, I think, to the royal family in the last month or so than than perhaps anybody else in the last two decades. In that, he really has shown the arrogance that that the royal family have done 
quite a good job of hiding from the rest of us if it's actually there in recent years. Because I mean, you've been working in news for you. I mean, you you were there in the nineties, like there in the you were 90s. there. I mean, you were basically there, hanging out, <laughs> hanging out with there Diana, for the toe sucking, not myself, obviously. <laughs> there for the watching the Diana Panorama interview through all those awful, dreadful times. And there were times, I guess, back then when it, it the royal family did look like that ongoing soap opera, but. Um, I think what's been different this year, particularly the Prince Andrew thing, is A, y- 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 th- there's a criminal part of, of what's been going on, his friendship with um, a convicted paedophile, um, and, that, and that also the, the complete lack of understanding as to what is acceptable in the public mind now. And it, I guess it's, it is a very different space that we all operate in now. It's you know it's the era of rolling news, it's social media, and everything. The way the spotlight works is very different. It's not just the papers as a sort of a daily or a you know waiting to t- see what drops on a Sunday and how much pressure there is. It's a constant. Um, you know, if you get yourself into that whirlpool, it's very difficult to get out of it. It will go round and round and round and. You know, that probably Christmas is coming at a really good time for the royal family because they'll just kind of dis- disappear. Yes, a little although bit. everyone wants to hear that Queen speech, so this year as to how she's going to sort of come up with her uh, resume of the year. And I think the social media thing's interesting, though, isn't it? Because while um, 15, 20 years ago, Prince Andrew could have done that interview and people would have watched it, and the things they would have said to their partners while they were watching it would have been one thing, but now that's all public. And so it wasn't just the established press having a pop at him for the way he behaved in that interview. It was everyone, anyone who saw that interview pretty much thought it was fairly reprehensible. And it also means that we as journalists, we've got extra eyes watching it because yeah. previously we might only have had, you know, our perspective on it mm, or you know, mood, yeah. you and you, you know, you and your royal pack, you might all sort of be out at a job and comparing notes on things, but it, it would we would all be coming at it from a particular angle and a particular experience and in a particular profession as well um whereas you know it's very yeah, so it's very democratic like, twitter everybody gets to say yes yeah, so, so people have not only been able to actually see what these members of the royal family are really like and what they really think um they've been able to feed back their thoughts on that and that will not have gone unnoticed by senior royals absolutely not I mean, you get a snapshot, didn't you, of, of, of how well it had gone down or or not. And just this absolutely staggering avalanche of um, ill feeling towards him. And, you know, people questioning, well, why, are, why on earth is this being allowed to happen? Who, you know, then it, then it opens the wider question of who who allowed the interview to happen, who was advising him, who wasn't, who, who, he, who he wasn't listening to. Um, so... I mean, like Alison said, it's just been an absolute disaster. And I think there was the um, element of Mickey taking was quite interesting as well. So there he was in the interview with Emily Maitlis saying things like, um, I, I, don't, I can't sweat. And then within seconds, someone was putting up on Twitter pictures of him sweating yeah. profusely from that time. And it was just that poking fun at the Royals, which that, that hasn't really happened from the public in that way. Well, there's been all these skits as well, all these videos. Yeah. And I don't know if you've seen The Man Next Door. Have you seen these videos? <laughs> they are hilarious um, and there's this a comedian who, who put them out on Twitter and they've been viewed millions and millions of times and then that becomes part of the, the story almost which about is how ludicrous his, they are. Which know, is, his story was and, and why the Queen I guess for so many years has tried to keep a lid on, on being out there in public she does the Queen's speech but we very rarely hear any of them speak or see what they really think because every time you put yourself out there you are letting yourself potentially get knocked down by somebody 
and it hasn't gone too well these in these interviews beforehand so again the arrogance that he showed in by thinking he could put himself up, up yeah. for a, an interview you know with a seasoned pro like Emily Maitlis who again I mean some of the questions there was no smoking gun but there was just the questions yeah. were all in the public domain he should have been able to navigate it properly if it had been briefed or if he had actually done his homework or, or tell the truth or was or, that yeah, other well, option I don't think yeah. that was an option was it <laughs> allegedly well, the, the um, I guess thinking about you know the, the previous famous royal panorama interview was Diana with yes. the, you know the real sort of um, like deer like eyes and yes. the, you know the black coal and she yes. she fine she was very much in the in the role of the victim already going into that she already had the sympathy of people yes, really? although think, or, or are we looking back am I looking back if, roast into if Twitter and Facebook had existed back mm. when she did that interview everyone would have had a view on that everyone and whereas the kind of the the the, the view that the the, pre, the the royal pack put out after that was that she was the victim, she was the wronged woman, that it was a very simple case of black and white. I do wonder if social media had existed back then. It would have been an awful lot more shades of grey. She's Very got a game plan. So. Yeah. You yeah. know, she's got a game plan. She's, she's really playing this up. She tree. never does her eye yeah. makeup like that. Exactly, exactly. So There's so much more scepticism in the world generally now. And But it, what it does show, I think, is that she did know what she was trying to achieve and yes. she did know what... And she pulled it off brilliantly at the time. So it's a very, very different time. I mean, how long did it take, do you feel like the royal family, to re-establish a bit of equilibrium in that 90s phase? Or did it did well, it, did it, ever, the really, until the, 90s, the youngsters you, arrived? Yeah, if you think she from... She passed away in 97, you yeah. just think this whole decade was... And then it got worse yeah. after that. Big questions being asked, surely, when that time, you know, was the monarchy going to survive? The way that the Queen re- had reacted, the... Um, the relationship between her and Blair at that, at that yes. time became a huge issue. It was only probably round about the time that Charles and Camilla married. So when would that have been? About 2005? Then that, that, that things seemed to get slightly more back on an even keel. And then you had um, William and Harry, and as they grew up, there, there was this sense that they were these great new ambassadors for the, for the monarchy, and everything seemed that much more hopeful. So we've we've not just done a review of the year. We've done a little review of the last two decades yeah. already in yeah. our first 10 minutes. Yeah. So um, I think it's a good time to let Ian Vogler have his first say on things. We asked him who uh, who was, who was had a good year. Who'd had a good year. So this is uh, Ian's take on things. The Royal who has had the best year. The Royal who has had the best year. I think really it's been a difficult year. Certainly in the last few months, Prince Andrew's kept himself in the news for all the wrong reasons. We've had the potential court action from the Duke and Duchess of Sussex. So I think really it's got to be for me the Queen. The Queen's kept on doing engagements. She's kept the show on the road and at her age, fantastic. Absolutely fantastic. Rarely misses an engagement. Although she does less engagements, but as the head of the family, for me, she's the one that's had the best year. So Ian, yeah, Ian went for the Queen, and um, that was actually one of my favourite uh, comments on the Instagram um, when I asked I asked people, you know, we're going to be doing our review of the year. What are the things that uh, that you stood out for you this year? And someone just replied, Her Majesty, and a picture of a flower. And I just thought that was rather lovely. I mean, she's we don't considering she's the boss lady. We don't talk about her as much as we possibly should in this show. But I guess that is also indicative of her role has changed. Is changing. She is not. 
And the ultimate professionalism of her as well, because it is, you know, like the, the mantra is never complain, never explain, just get on with it. Always a smile, even the same day as uh, Andrew had been forced to step back from public duty, she was out at an engagement and, you know, was all, was all smiles. You wouldn't have known anything was wrong. You wouldn't have. No. And, you know, uh, especially just hours before, she probably had to sit Andrew down on and give him a firm talking to and, and tell him he wasn't going to be... Uh, he wasn't coming to the Christmas party this yeah. year. Yeah, and the worse the others behave, the more she does shine out as a beacon. However, the only thing I might say, and and I really don't want to say anything bad about the Queen because she is amazing and fantastic. I do think going to church with Prince Andrew just after Russell, remind me what was the something had happened and then she was seen in the back of the car with him on a Sunday essentially, morning essentially well he'd stepped down on the Wednesday or he'd, he'd stepped back for, oh, the on step the Wednesday back. And, and then, then, on, the, then on, the, on the Saturday they went to church and then they yeah. went but then they, they went riding, riding again church, there was two yeah. incidents wasn't there the whole story. and then she was seen somewhere that she knew or certainly Prince Andrew would have known that the photographers were there and they were going to get caught in the same frame together so it was a very public show of solidarity and I can understand from a mother's perspective she felt she had to do that because her son's been having a really rough time but in terms of the boss defending someone, I don't know, if she was the CEO, yeah, the Those, CEO of a big organisation, would you do that? They if, were if, totally staged their photos. And I think, it, you know... Do you think the Queen knew or do you think Angie knew? Or do you I, think don't, they both I think the knew? Queen knows exactly where photographers would be at that point in the, mm. um, in the estate. I think Andrew definitely would because he turned to see the photographers so he his, yeah. his, his face was in frame um, and I think they, they, they both would have known that there would have been a show of support whether they were advised to do that I'm not sure and there's a lot a lot been said this week about whether Andrew will um, appear at Sandringham whether he will do the walk um, with the you know the rest of the royal family obviously the Queen gets dropped off in the Bentley these days but the rest of the royal family walk up to church and then stop and say hello to I mean you know, the years that I've been, there's been probably two or three thousand people there. Yes. So this opens a question: Has a, a member of the royal family ever been actively booed, especially at Christmas Gosh. time? I mean, this is a major issue. Do you think and he'll be there? Well, the, the 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 noises coming up the palace is that he is going to go. I personally think it's you know his position is untenable. But he's going to go to How Sandringham. Or he'll, go to, gonna... you know, he'll go to Sandringham, but why can't he just stay indoors and you know yeah, be put, putting a cup of tea on <laughs> yeah. with his dad, who yes. won't who won't be doing the walk? And so it's a perfect get out, isn't it? I mean, I I just think that there is quite a lot of ill feeling towards him at the moment. And, y- you know, could you imagine... This thing's televised. And if people start booing him or shouting oh, things out the royal family, the other members of the royal family who are obviously aggrieved at what's happened, that, you know, it's just an absolute disaster. Or even like that, it would be the only... You know, realistically, if he did that, that would be the only thing that we would talk about. That would be yes. that would be our front yes. page picture. Yes. It would be, you know, is it okay, is it not? You know, would we be able to hear anything from Epstein's victims? Kind of, you know, the que- it just puts the questions back in a really prominent fashion. I mean, I think there's a there's a good reason, you know, there'd be a good option. I mean, Andrew, I hear you've always wanted to go skiing at Christmas. <laughs> this would be a good year to do it. <laughs> yes. Or otherwise you can stay home and peel the potatoes. Yes, so, I mean, yeah. certainly. Because the other person, you know, going back to that point about who's been good this year, I do think Prince Charles as well, for the same reasons around um, Prince Andrew's behaviour or, or the way he acted certainly around that interview that and that was awful that um when prince charles was on the tour that he was doing he went to the solomon Isles mm. and he went to new zealand so he's out there on the other side of the world doing all of that and unfortunately what was getting the most attention was his behother younger brother's 
behaviour. And that is going to make anyone furious. Absolutely. Well, we even cancelled our trip to go there, yes. which we were going to go and you know, speak to him um, about climate change, about something that he's, you know, he's made a big play of, especially over the last few years. It's a lifetime's work. But to, be, to, to, to have journalists actively stop being, not being able to go there because of everything that was happening yeah, back home. Standing up the future king because exactly. of his little brother. I know, it's not but, a good look, sure, is it? But some, of your, but some of your listeners probably think, well, that's your fault. You know, you should you should have gone. But, you know, we only have finite resources here. Oh, this is, here. A, hu- this and, is and, a huge story. This yes, is a global story. And, and we have to cover that because we have a responsibility to scrutinise what they're doing. And you know, it's front front page pretty much every day for yeah. fourteen days for or something. The, the days, for days and days. Um, I mean, you mentioned earlier about how the sort of the monarchy was in question a bit almost in the nineties. I feel to me, I mean, you know, the Queen is older. Obviously, her mother lived on for many, many more years to come. But to me, it just feels really important that she really hangs around for a while longer to let the kind of everything settle because. You know, can you at this stage yes. when everything is a little bit febrile? Although, I mean, we've talked about it a little bit before about maybe part of the reason it is febrile is because people do feel there is that yes, changing succession. time happening. And then, you know, there's kind of been talk this month um, will the Queen actually formally abdicate or have Prince Charles as a Prince Regent? There was also the very weird situation where there was some WhatsApp group that had made some joke about the Queen dying and suddenly, oh. Every, oh, there was, yes. you know, every, the, all of Twitter went. Wild. Scourge of social media. So, um, you I know. do wonder what might have happened on the Prince Andrew um, stuff this year if the Queen had already passed away and and, and Prince Charles was then king. Um, what he would have permitted, or, and whether he might have been a lot more brutal about the whole thing. Um, uh, my initial view is, if he'd have heard of that 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 um, interview was going to be taking place, he would have marched the BBC crew out himself. <laughs> I mean, you could surely he knows. Yes. How bad it can be. He knows how badly it can be perceived. You know, 94 when he did his um, interview, that was an absolute um, disaster mm. as well. And then gave rise to Diana doing hers. So, yeah. Um, was it was it like my big brother's on the other side of the world? Now would be a really good time to do that thing that I really well, want to do. Well, certainly, you know, the, these out. allegations of whether, of whether he's hoodwinked the Queen, and that's a pretty strong term. Yes. Um, uh, but certainly that his uh, team... I mean, if you can call them that, that they had kept the details of the interview away from any of the senior palace officials and then only told them pretty much at the last, you know, the 11th hour when it was already happening. And And then they gave the go-ahead. You can't work like that in any organisation. It would be like us working here and then one person going off and doing something completely off-kilter that nobody else knew about, no no permission to do it. And any organization that does function like that over a long period of time will fall apart you've got to have a you've got to have discipline you've got to have authority and people have got to know what's acceptable and what isn't and 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 that's why if i was prince charles that's why i'd be properly furious andrew because he's undermined the queen well on that point i think that's exactly why he went you know we've spoken and we've written uh, written about the the fact that um, for for, for, for his, some of his faults that the whole family do miss Prince Philip's um, yes. discipline, and you know he was the actual patriarch of the family. So certainly the the Queen's the monarch, and but he was the actual head of the family. Yes, and then he kept them all in line. And the fact is that if he knew about this, with all the benefit of um, experience that he's got, there's no way he would have let this happen. And the fact that Charles got off the plane and went straight to Sandringham to see him tells you everything you know about the sort of um, almighty uh, telling off that um, Andrew would have got from the two of them, I imagine. 
Aside from the Prince Andrew situation, how do you see Charles and Camilla and how they've evolved into their role and like the kind of things they've been doing this year? Well, I think when you do see them out, they do just seem a, a, a kind of a great couple who enjoy the job. I don't know whether they do enjoy it, but they certainly appear to enjoy the job. They kind of throw themselves into whatever tour or visit is that they're doing. Um, engage very well with the people that they're meeting. Um, and, and I think I have really stepped into the Queen's way of operating, but with a, a slightly more modern twist. T- totally. I mean, it, it, you know, if I speak to any of the um, the photographers who, who certainly follow yeah. them around the world, they love working with them. They they say they throw themselves in. They'll do all the sort of local traditions. They'll be wearing a grass skirt, the, the big hats, you know, being taken uh, by four muscly men on these big chairs and stuff. But they 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 get right involved, and it is that sort of modern twist on 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 sort of um, professionalism that the Queen has had. And potentially the, the younger ones could take a leaf out of their book because whenever and I've been with them, they they they're a little bit uptight sometimes. Yes, and there's always like an element of humour whenever you see those photographs. Prince Charles has always got a bit of a smile Definitely. on his face as if he it's can I know I look ridiculous <laughs> doing this but I'm just going to do it but anyway. Again, a lot of people say that that's Camilla bringing that out yes. of him because she's the what she's actually really 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 good fun so the, and then she's learned she she's taught him to sort of let go a little bit. So one thing that was definitely good news for Charles and Camilla and the Queen and Prince Philip and for our Instagram fans who pretty much picked it as their highlight of the year was the arrival of baby Archie. Yes. So that was, you know, that was some definite big, big global happy, event. happy news. Happy news. Um, and uh, it actually gave rise to the picture that uh, Ian Fogler wishes he had been able to take this year. One of the nicest pictures this year comes from the christening of baby Archie. It's the really lovely casual picture taken by Chris Allerton, which shows Meghan holding the young baby with her mother and the Queen looking on. And behind them, Prince Harry and Prince Philip. There's several generations of this emerging royal family all gathered together to greet the new individual. And it's just a really lovely picture. Casually dressed, nice, simply lit and simply taken. And it could be a picture of anyone's family, but of course it's not. It's a picture of the royal family showing many generations, the old and the new together. A really lovely picture. So yeah, so that w- it is a very special picture. It's a d- it's the new dimension for the royal family. The, the settling into that, Harry and Meghan settling into um, into married life and life as parents, and they've moved house. And Harry, ba- I mean Harry, bounding out and yeah, that was very sweet. huge excitement. I mean, yes. I know it caused a bit of a kerfuffle with the, you know, how it was all working from a practical point of view for us as as people covering it, but from a pure element of, I'm a dad yeah, and in, this is it joyful. Was super endearing, wasn't it? I mean, he was absolutely in his element. He was, you know, he's absolutely um, sh- super happy to to be there and and, and talking. Yeah, and about I think it. there had been um, an issue that we didn't know what they were going to do when the baby was born, whether they were going to let. Picture, p- photographers take a picture whether they were going to release a picture whether they were going to be just in perda for for a while it was all and uh, and by that point there was this concern that they they they, they were valuing their privacy so much that they were trying to push everybody away and so that when prince harry did come out that day it was 
really lovely and it was like really refreshing and he seemed relaxed and full of fun and and that was that was a great sort of beginning at that point and then we got the lovely like you say the lovely christening pictures which were just fantastic i think you've always had a soft soft spot for prince harry haven't you definitely a ginger no he's great why (laughs) wouldn't you (laughs) um so and you know they are they are they've done a lot of really good things this year i mean we've obviously talked previously about the the more difficult times that they've had towards the end of this year when they've you know kind of put things out in the open that they are saying actually we have found these things we have found that difficult we want to do things slightly differently back off mm-hmm. to a certain extent um but partly you know they are trying they are trying to do the good work as as well they're tr- they are trying to find what that balance is for them and they they, they yes. clearly haven't found it yet but no. they're managing to do things along the way and it is really early days and we'll possibly mm. look back at this and think oh that was just one perhaps sort of slight blip at the beginning of their married life and life as parents together certainly the interview they did with tom bradbury um uh where megan sort of said fairly outright that she wasn't terribly happy was sort of quite sad to watch really in that um it's almost like they sort of found themselves thrown into this situation with loads of great ideas like a, like a, all of us go into things we've got loads of ideas i want to do this i want to do that i want to do the other thing but there's no actual sort of long-term strategy about what's the best thing what's the best thing for us as a family and what's the best way of us achieving our aims in this and it had almost sort of slightly overwhelmed them so maybe this six weeks out they're taking at christmas they'll be able to start reassess where are we going what do we actually want to do and, and come back a bit more open should we say and and just generally calmer I think that the the basis for me is you know potentially taking a leaf out of Charles and Camilla's book, and you've got to have fun, because if you if you're not having fun, then work does isn't you know no. you just don't want to go to work, and yeah. and at the end of the day, this is a job, and no matter if they're trying to change the world or work with all these charities, and they they have absolute power to do amazing things, but they do you're totally right. They need a strategy. They need. Um, people behind them to actually know what they're doing as well yes. which i think has been one of the criticisms that's been labeled um at the, the the team around them but also just be able to enjoy it and like going back to seeing harry when he was absolutely overjoyed when archie came i think essentially a lot of the people who you know i've spoken to who have covered this job uh, for an, a, a long, much longer than me have said that um that's what that's what he's lacking unfortunately mm. so hopefully you go away have a bit of a breather um even though you know it's sort of emerged the last couple of days that they're having meetings in the u.s to launch this u.s side of the foundation so you know will it will it be will it be the six months break that they what they needed if they're um if they're having all these other other meetings but listen time time will tell i mean i know i said to you before that they've got um they've had their first child and sort of embarked on royal life at a very different stage in their lives to what uh, William and Kate did. I mean, like, I wouldn't mind actually if they said, actually, what we need to do is move mm. to somewhere out of town. And actually, Harry's going to get a job, I don't know, driving tractors or something, because that's maybe, a, oh no, it's not like a, he was a helicopter, not a tank. Mm. But um, you know what I mean? Similar. Could, yeah. similar. It's basically the same, but yeah. without guns, but yeah. fine. Just, I, I think that would be, a, I do honestly think that'd be a brilliant idea because. Kate and William did do that. They went to live in Anglesey yeah. and they were yeah. able to go to the local supermarket yeah. without anybody bothering them. And then they went up to Norfolk and they, they, they spent a lot of time there, particularly when the children were very little. And they've obviously created friends there and they, they, they were able to develop a sort of a, a normal-ish life. Um, and I think when 
all the stuff came out from Harry and Meghan about saying that they were really unhappy and they felt they were being really watched all the time. There's an awful lot of people in this country who think, well, you don't have to do it. If you don't like it, go and live on a big estate in Norfolk. There's plenty of them up there. I'm sure the Queen will pay and just do what you like. But you've got to kind of work out which bits of this job you do want, which bits you don't. Uh, but then please don't moan if you don't like some of it. Mm. And then it's, you know, if you're doing, depending on what you're doing, then how you get paid for it, essentially, whether it's yes. paid by us yes. as, as taxpayers or whether it's paid by the Queen or, you know, yeah. how that will work. And but they're never going to be, they're never going to be on the beam ends, whatever, are they? There'll be enough money for them to keep going, even if they decide to take a very scaled down, simple life. They would have enough, they'd, they'd be given an estate and, they, and they'd find enough to sort of do to pass the time. They're both, and I, I think that's... Part of the part of the problem that they've tried to really throw themselves into it, and and maybe you know, Megan should be absolutely celebrated for wanting to be involved with all these patronages. She was working, you know, she came back after three months of yes, or three or four months after um, after having Archie. But there there is this feeling of just you know this is a lifetime's role. Yes. This is not like a, an egg timer running out. You have an absolute lifetime to work out what you want to do. Pace yourself. Pace yourself. But maybe it know? does take a bit of time. To, to work out the that. pace, yeah, 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 maybe, yeah. 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 So I'm just going to read a, a comment from one of our Instagram followers. Uh, it's only me underscore Anna. Hello, Anna. Uh, she said, uh, Archie's birth, Megan's projects, Vogue, Smart Set, and all in Harry's work, highlighting smaller and unknown organisations, um, as they do on their Instagram feed each, yes. each month following 12. And we've seen recently the nice picture from Megan volunteering at a soup kitchen yeah. from back in the day. That's a great, it's, and again, it's a great yeah. idea. It's just, it's, usually. it's that... That is that is something that they have done that is very smart. Pioneering, no one else is doing it. I mean, you know, I do a little bit of social media. Fine, I've only learned about Instagram stories this year and where to find. Well, you're doing very well. Thank you, Russell. I am trying. I am trying. It is. It is. I enjoy it. So thank you for humouring me, everybody who is on our page. And then the other thing that Anna mentioned was the Morocco and South Africa tours. I mean, that tour was the pictures were every single day. They were fantastic with the township kids. It's just an absolute dream. She she is magnificent. Like you watching her deliver this speech about gender-based violence in a township in a, in you know, in South Africa, one of the most um, you know the murder capital of the country essentially, and you you can't fail to be in complete awe of her. Um, but then on the flip side, you're like Harry was he's almost looking nervous in the background, and if that was me. You know, surely I j- I've all, I've thought about this a lot, and I've watched him, and he he does look a little bit nervous, and he starts like fidgeting and stuff. But she's such an amazing orator. Surely that is everything and more that you would have ever wanted. That she's absolutely she's polished before. What do you think he's worried about though at that moment? I think he's he's worried about her being taken advantage of by by photographers or the press, and that, right. that certainly when she was dancing with the township, like he almost came he came up to her. I was just standing in front of them, and he came up in front of her, and he sort of just he just froze and wanted it to end wanted yeah. it to end he just wanted them to leave there and she was having a great time the kids were loving her being there and it just comes down to just relaxing a little bit yeah. and I just think you know and again that sort of documentary showed that he's got an awful lot of hang-ups so. do you think he's also worried like he already knew at that stage what Megan then told Tom that she wasn't she wasn't necessarily very happy she wasn't necessarily very comfortable with what was happening what was you know what her role was in life this was pretty much the first engagement of the tour and it was a big tour not long after coming back from maternity leave and he was just you know worried about you know she's trying to put on her good i'm fine i'm happy i'm here this is this is actually something that really means a lot to her you know she's added in that line which she thought about as she explained Mm. the documentary about adding in that line as being a woman of color and you know it, it was a big deal 
and she but you're kind of torn because you know it's a big deal and you want it to be really good but actually you're dealing with this other thing that you're you're struggling to find your place at the same time. I don't know. It's well, and ultimately we don't know what they're thinking. No, but, uh, but you know, he, I get, I get the whole um, him being super p- protective. It's very endearing. And, you know, it's, it's obvious as well. Um, but you know, Harry was was without a doubt the most popular member of the royal family, adored by people all over the world because they saw him as this fun-loving prince who wasn't who wasn't um, weighed down by the crown. Mm. And he's also he said, "God, who would ever want to be king? No mm. way! Like, I'm you know I can do, I have this freedom." And they just to sort of put the pressure on themselves almost. And I mean, that's I I I do understand that you know he's he's an older man now. He's got his family. He obviously feels a great. Res- amount of responsibility to her and, and to his son to seeing how him he wants to grow up but um my only wish is that they they, they start enjoying it a bit more and i'm sure i'm sure that will um will happen fingers uh, crossed ian vogler was there in south africa with you yes and that it was. was his favorite pictures of the year so let's hear what ian has to say my favorite picture this year has to be megan duchess of sussex dancing in the township on the recent visit to south africa back in september the visit started off as quite a boring visit, really, from what should have been an amazing experience in the township. There were dancers, there were children, there were people playing musical instruments. But the royal couple seemed to shy away from all of that. But as they were about to leave the township, some of the dancers just basically presented themselves to the royals and started dancing with Megan, and then Harry joined in, and the children joined in. And from what had looked like a boring event we ended up with a fantastic set of pictures loads of color loads of music absolutely fantastic set of pictures that just happened in front of us at the very end of a long morning's visit to a township my absolute favorite picture that day though was when a little boy at the start of the visit waving his little flag just jumped out and embraced megan right in front of us it was a really lovely moment yeah, fair play, Ian. That was one of the pictures of the year, for sure. Not just royal, but in yeah. general, I think. Yeah. There's, you know, really well, the, all that tour was hugely iconic. You know, and again, sort of the um, Desmond Tutu pictures as well. Like It's incredible, incredible moment. It was a big deal. The other tour that came up a lot among our Instagram fans that people really enjoyed was the Pakistan tour. Yes. Which was just had like a bit of just tremendous. wow factor somehow. I think it was the outfits. I mean, the fashion was incredible. The, the backdrops as well. Like, you know, the lights. You know, the, I remember speaking to Ian, just the light was perfect all the time. They were out. Tuk Tuk as well. Oh, yeah. Mm. Oh, that yeah. was and good. Shwami. Oh, What's the I've already up? forgotten. Shawani. Yeah. Yeah. Shawani. Shawani. Kate just looked amazing yeah, throughout that did. entire tour. She she was just. It's it's almost like she's had three children now. She's how old is she now? In her thirty six. So, so get moving into her late thirties, there's a sort of um, a confidence with who she is and what she's got to do, and that's really sort of started to shine through. I think this year, and she doesn't seem at all worried by whatever's thrown at her she really does seem to enjoy things like when she was playing cricket on that tour she just looked fantastic she looked like she's having a great time and it i mean if megan could ever get to that point where she appears to enjoy things as much as kate does but has still managed to keep that role as a mother private and happy that then she'll have She'll pretty much have got there. I think Kate's been amazing this year. For what you said earlier, that like having that opportunity to go to Anglesey to go to Norfolk, that's you know yeah. that's probably stead them in really good stead. And a, a lot of um, 
what's labelled at me sometimes when I when I do say this, the fact that you know try and walk before you run and, and stuff. Like they're saying, well, the Cambridges did have an awful lot of time off from from you know from the spotlight, from doing engagements, and certainly the Sussexes have, have felt that they needed to jump into that straight away. And, and, but then I guess there is a big difference as well in that Kate was a lot younger when she married into the mm-hmm. royal family. She's 37. She's nearly 38 in January. Yeah. So, Whereas I mean, Megan was older. It's not that old, Russell. I mean, I'm a well, little I'm, bit older. I'm 38. Oh, you're all very, 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 very young. Oh, <laughs> you're basically Kate. <laughs> <laughs> in every way. But, um, but whereas Megan Pussy was bows. older and, and I think had already had that career and was a, an independent woman and she was like, you know, self-sufficient, she would have probably... Probably, I would imagine the psychology would be that she'd think, well, I don't need to sort of start at the beginning. I'm, I'm, I can look after myself. I, I can do I press am. conferences. It's all, it's no problem. I can do all that. Um, but actually, this is a this is a gig like no other, isn't it? Yeah, totally, totally. Right, I'm gonna read some lovely comments from our Instagram fans uh, about uh, some of the Cambridge's work um, so Miss Molly Clare said watching as Kate's work in maternal mental health and early years progresses I'm so excited to see what uh, the coming years to bring uh, what are the coming years bring in this area it is key to making the future a better place for all of us um, Miss Kerry D Kate came out of maternity leave so fired up and her garden projects and others are so darling to see we need more Mike Tyndall and the legendary Princess Anne as well um, so <laughs> that was quite fun and uh, oh and Adrienne Rutherford uh, says I loved Kate's involvement with developing the gardens um, that later we saw the children playing in especially Charlotte saying ooh la la oh yeah Aww. that's one of my highlights of the year is it yeah definitely I thought that was great yeah. Louis sort of walking for the first time and going up to the camera and stuff I thought that was great and I think I don't know the, 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 we're starting to really get to see the children we don't see them very often but they are definitely little people that you know Charlotte sticking her tongue out yeah. and the, the, mm. the regatta and then you know George being all toothy in his pictures and it, I don't know they because they are now people in their own right you do yes. and we've got a bit more used to it I, I feel like I don't know I don't know whether Megan is a little bit subsumed under Archie because she's no longer the shiny new thing Archie's the shiny new thing that people want to see yes. and she's protecting that whereas that's moved on for Kate and Kate can I don't know mm. that is back to being herself and you do feel that and I, I think that that um program that she's launched around trying to get kids outdoors is it's a it's a brilliant thing and it just seems to be her thing as well and that she was always very sporty wasn't she from when we very first met Kate mm. um grew when up she in was, countryside as yeah, well yeah and it just seems to fit with who she is and and how she's probably bringing her kids up and and you see when the, when the kids are sort of running around and that it just seems like they are having a fairly kind of healthy outdoor dirty rolling in the mud normal lifestyle which which I think's what people like to see and I think um one thing that I remember really clearly from this year is you talking about that um the the conference that Kate was at where she was making notes and then got up and made her speech mm. which, which she's, she's getting so much better at I mean some of the th- yeah, again unfair criticism perhaps is because she 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 goes to these events and she doesn't necessarily explore uh, or, or give her opinion but I think she is quite like a sponge and she's been very very careful again coming back to this is a marathon, not a sprint, a lifetime's work. Yeah. This early years stuff is really, really going to be a life, a lifetime's of work. Mm. Um, so she, she doesn't want to say anything that could be labelled against her or um, potentially stop her progress in it in the future. Next year, there's some exciting stuff coming up, definitely. Oh, 
Tease. I am. That's tease. a tease. That's a tease. Okay, and can I just say one thing about your uh, Princess Anne comment as well? Having watched the new series of The Crown, my oh, opinion yes. of Princess Anne has changed enormously. <laughs> what a laugh she has to be when I she bet was she younger. Is, yeah. Instagram is full of amazing pictures of her at the moment as well. Just like oh. you know, her wedding dress with the amazing sleeves, which sleeves. I absolutely love, and her looking just really this. quite. Um, sort of beautiful and ethereal and but having I mean she almost Princess Leia like somehow there's something, there's something yes. say Star Wars there's something yes. sort of like that, yeah. uh, you know serene somehow and she's got that kind of the stare that, mm. that mm. people that they saw with, with the shrug and all of that the kind of mm. death stares or not um, but yes yeah, so that was that was fun um, Mike Tyndall was actually uh, Kitty Hublin's uh, one of her, her favourite moments as well Mike Tyndall's tiny chocolate hat and the Queen's oh, yeah, reaction that was <laughs> That was good. Yeah. Was it last year or this year where he got he messaged you on Twitter? That was last year. No, to did he? Yeah. Yes, because it's one just, of just one of our practically royalty. Yeah, practically royalty. Not going to be at Sandringham. I mean, if Andrew uh. gets to go and I don't, I mean, I think <laughs> that's, that's outrageous. But, um, no, so one of our listeners had asked how how you say their newest child's name. Is it Lena or Lena? And he replied, and just, "It's Lena." Amazing. Which was very nice. So thank you, Mike, for for replying to that and clearing up that uh, that up that question um what's been your favorite visit that you've actually been on this year um i love i did love africa it was great and the, it, the not only going to south africa but um the angola trip as well with harry was hugely iconic um i felt it was sort of a, a changing of the guard almost i'm sure we'll see him doing a lot more in that field um, Morocco was great with the with the Sussexes. That was really really good fun. Emma's Russell. It's not been a bad year, is it? <laughs> how about a UK visit? I'm going to play Mr. and Mrs. with you and Ian Vogler now because I've asked him what his favourite UK visit was. UK as well. visit. Um, come back to me. You've put me on. The come back spot. to you. All right. Well, yeah. we'll listen. We'll listen to Ian Vogler and yeah. see what uh, see what he has to say. In yet another busy year following the Royals. We found ourselves earlier on this year, back in February, in Belfast. Absolutely loved Belfast, great place. Often rains, and it certainly didn't let us down on the rain front. A short visit by the Duke and Duchess of Cambridge, but they were greeted by people all over the place. It's always been a difficult place for the world to visit, for obvious reasons, but they certainly cut through, and people came out to visit them. The weather, well, it rained rather a lot, but the pictures were good, and the atmosphere was fantastic. The couple visited a famous pub, they launched a lifeboat. All in all, it had to be my favourite visit this year. So are you, are you Ian's missus? Are you, are you Belfast <laughs> your favourite as well? No, well, I did like that, but I did really like two recent jobs, and that was um, Harry with the legendary Welsh rugby player Gareth Thomas uh, speaking about HIV and, te- and during HIV testing week which was I just felt a really important moment of the year and it's probably one of my favourite uh, stories of the year when, when Gareth Thomas came um, and um, spoke about the fact that he's HIV positive and what that means for him as you know be, not being um, just uh, a homosexual man in the sporting arena but also that the fact that he's living with this virus and how he's combating it and how he's now making his life work to break down the stigma of that and the things that he's been doing since revealing his yes. you know or sharing the news yes. that he had he's that a fantastic the diagnosis man. but yeah. really, the, the, really you know the cool kind guy. of the epic feats of sportingness that he's doing he did Iron Man 
it all just means more now yeah. and he was, might have been doing those things anyway but now it means more yeah. and yeah. he can really amplify that um understanding of living with that condition yeah he was at the um mirrors pride of sport awards last week and i was talking to him and he was saying how amazing prince harry had been mm. and not just uh you know not just a, for a photograph or um one message but in an ongoing way and I think that's been one of the, uh, and I think because obviously we would regard him as a, a sort of sporting giant, he probably doesn't think of himself in that way. He just thinks of himself as a guy who played rugby, and I think the fact that Prince Harry had taken that much interest in him was really quite overwhelming. And it's kind of, that's interesting because you know Harry's obviously such a massive rugby fan. He'd probably yeah. be like, "I'm getting to speak to yeah. guys." Yeah. <laughs> yes. yes, definitely. Yeah. It was like f- fangirling. Yeah, the two of them and it, they was they'd never met before they'd spoken but they'd never met until that engagement and then they were because I was speaking speaking to Gareth quite a lot about it and, and obviously he's bigging up Harry massively Harry's done two at least two um, HIV tests publicly um, he's spoken about it all over the world and I think that is something obviously again another life's work another life's work and um, my other one yeah your other one this is this is something that i'm really really interested in because the and i and i think the four of them should all be celebrated for bringing mental health um into the four into the public conversation you know we live in a we're very very blessed to live in a time now where we are able to speak about this um mental health whether it's in the workplace or in the sports arena and certainly um william has pushed it pushed it um into well pushed it further really by doing stuff with the fa with his work with the president of the fa this new heads up campaign and him going all around all the sort of football clubs and even going into the enemy's backyard because he's a aston villa fan but he went <laughs> and we, to we saw that amazing picture of him with prince george at the football yeah really that, i mean that, yeah. that again that is a so great sweet. moment of yeah. him absolutely losing his mind by going um cheering on the team but when i was at west brom with him and he was speaking you know, to a couple of players who had lost close family members to suicide. And it's, he's not just there paying lip service to these guys. He is very, very knowledgeable about it. It's a real passion. He really wants to use the two sort of arenas that he's he's mostly um, involved in to try, to try and break down this, this massive stigma. Lots more to come on that Massively, in the new year as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah. Um, I did ask Ian Vogler one last thing, yeah. which was what was his favourite Russellism of the year? <laughs> like, what was his favourite <laughs> Russell moments? So, um, Here we I go. mean... I, th- I think I'd forgotten that I'd invited your boss in. But for those of our regular listeners, you'll know that I get to take the pictures and Russell Myers gets to write the words. I would be very unprofessional if I said anything negative about Russell, but I think this year perhaps I'll get him an alarm clock for his Christmas present. It's a delight to work with Russell. He's hardworking. Knows a good story when he sees one, but maybe it's an alarm clock in your Christmas stocking this year, Russell. So you're going to tell us what you were looking for then, <laughs> Russell? <laughs> so as we, you know, when we're in the UK or we're abroad, we have a raw rotor because we all can't go at the same time. And sometimes I may have misled, missed and um, placed my diary when we were in <laughs> South Africa. And I was due in to be... No, well, possibly, uh, possibly, potentially. Possibly, no yeah. comment, no comment. <laughs> and I was, uh, I, was due to be at, uh, I was due to be at an engagement with the Duchess of Sussex. <laughs> and suddenly Valentine Lowe from the Times newspaper rang me and said, where the... Are you... <laughs> And I said, what are you talking about? I'm watching the rugby. <laughs> <laughs> Whilst the Rugby World Cup were going on. He said, what are you 
get down to this engagement. <laughs> Luckily, I made it just in time. Well so, done. You know. All that running. All that running yeah, paid yeah, off. Yeah, yeah, Good. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, alarm, alarm clocks from all your secret sons. <laughs> Maybe Cheers, Google, Google yeah, Calendar you. as well. Get that working. Um, so, yeah, there's lots more to look forward to uh, with the Royals next year. We'll be covering it uh, every step of the way. Again, thank you to our lovely listeners for joining us uh, throughout 2019. There has been a lot to talk about. Alison, thanks for coming back thank and you. joining us. We look forward to maybe inviting you back again next year. Look forward to it. So, yeah. And, Russell, have a lovely break over thanks. Christmas time. You too. And we'll see you in the new year, 2020. Oh, my goodness. So, yeah, we'll hang out on Instagram. We'll be over there for, a, a, for over the holiday season as well. And we will see you in the new year. But until next time Pod Save the Queen 